0: Welcome back, Cowboys and Cowgirls, to the Ingles and Ian podcast, a free.com show. And as always, your good friend of mine, the Oppenheimer of optimism. Mr. Ian, how you doing today, buddy?
1: Doing good. Uh, we just got a few short days until potentially the biggest game in OSU history occurs. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, this game is looking like a barn burner once again.
0: So, I mean, you you bring that up, the maybe the biggest game in OSU history. Where does this rank with the 2011 festival?
1: I think at that point because they had nothing to play for, right? They were just playing for a festival and they were just trying to be like, "Hey, we should have been in the BCS National Championship." And it really didn't matter because Alabama ended up winning it. So, I mean that Fiesta Bowl is a very important win, but if they win this game and win their second ever Big 12 championship, that surpasses it. And then the playoff game would surpass it. And then if they win that game, that would surpass it.
0: Yeah, I mean it is. I mean this this game is is monumentous in Oklahoma's history. We're we're looking at. And I don't want to take anything away from Sensi. I don't. But schedule versus schedule, game versus game, if we win and even if Bama wins and somehow secures their spot in the natty uh, or in the CFP, we should be in. We should jump Sensi regardless because our schedule is better than theirs. And I don't want to take away from him because Cincy's a great team, but man, I, I think we should we we should be in no matter what if we win, and that's the big thing, yeah, which is the biggest word in sports.
1: Well, I look Cincy has been a really good team all year. They've had bumps in the road, but so is OSU. Mm-hmm. They they have something that OSU doesn't have, and that is an undefeated record. I think that has to matter. With this win against Houston, if they beat Houston, which is no tough task, I think, I think you can make a case for Oklahoma State. I said this earlier in the week. Them jumping Cincinnati at three, but if Alabama wins, I kind of, I kind of think that Cincinnati would be ahead, just because, uh, I, maybe the committee doesn't want to deal with the backlash of letting Cincinnati out. So I. I don't know where that goes, and I don't think Alabama is going to win. I think is going to handle Alabama easily, so I don't think that's going to be a problem in the slightest.
0: Well, I hope you're right, but I mean, this season being this season, who knows? And it's, I mean, it's Nick Saban. It's like betting against Belichick. Like you just don't do it.
1: <laughs> I mean- this is I put in my like nickels picks on Twitter. I have Georgia minus six and a half. This is a different Bama team compared to years past. Mm-hmm. I know you could say, "Oh, what about so what about Saban? Saban, Saban and Belichick have I've lost before. There's no Georgia is far and away the better team. We saw Bama struggle against Auburn, struggle against LSU, struggle against Arkansas. They are not the Bama that everyone expects Bama to be. They are they are a they're a not as good Bama team. They're a good Bama, they're a good team. They are not a good Bama team.
0: Yeah, I, I've got a friend who is a department head at Auburn. And I was tweeting him during the game, like, what are you doing? Please beat Bama so I don't have to worry about this anymore. <laughs> like I was so hoping Auburn would just like in this whole speculation. And everyone, like I've been seeing all day on Twitter. multiple people are like, how much does OSU have to win by to get into the CFP if Bama loses? And the answer is they get, they just got to lose. But there are a lot of people who are like pound that drum, like even if Bama loses, they should be in. And I'm just, I am over, I'm over it.
1: I think simply if they lose, regardless of the point total, they are not getting in. They shouldn't be in. They have not been one of the best four teams all year. And they have no conference championship to back that up with. I Yeah, I agree. Like, even if they lose, you still have Notre Dame there. I think Notre Dame would uh, get in over Alabama at that point. So, but I don't think it's going to get to that point.
0: I hope so. So let's get to the game. Rematch, Baylor, Oklahoma State. I don't know how to feel. I mean, you know me. The mm-hmm. rockets are burning on the hope ship, but I'm a little scared. I'm not gonna lie. This is the this is the first game I've rolled into where I'm like maybe we should pump the brakes a little bit, but I'm not gonna do that because there, there's we're a better team than Baylor is. We just are. Uh, if you look at the same competition. And so so I crunched the numbers so if you look at Oklahoma State versus the Big 12 Oklahoma State has scored 310 points and allowed 138 that's a point differential of 172 Baylor has scored 254 points and allowed 182 points that's a differential of plus 72 If you uh, look just look at points allowed Oklahoma State has allowed almost 50 less points than Baylor has. And yeah, we got, we, we've got, you know, the, the drop from Bedlam, you know, which is, which is conceivable, right? Uh, the, The emotional drop for, especially a lot of those older guys. But I also think that we played one of our worst games in Bedlam because of the emotion. And I really think that, the defense is going to be very, very Zen is, is I think is the right word that they're just going to be like, all right, let's go do this. Because if we win, we get a month off. Like all they got, like they, they, uh, like they don't have to like save anything for the next game because they, they're going to have a month off until they play whoever, whenever, even if it's, even if somehow we win and we don't go to the CFP, we're in a new year six bowl which is basically a month away they they don't have to reserve anything but they can also just go and just be themselves and if they are just themselves this game they're going to do what they did last time and only give up 14 points
1: i mean i mean win or lose they get a month off so uh, i yeah, i i feel a good amount of confidence going into this game. Not like an inappropriate amount. We're like, oh, we're going to crush them. I've, we know how we match up. We know how the Cowboys match up against the Bears. And if you have a quarterback who played his worst game of the year against Baylor, A, you can only go up from there. But you're also a little worried that maybe they have his number. Who knows? I don't think they do. I, yeah. I if this was Iowa State, I'd be I'd be worried because that's who they lost to. But because it's a team who you already beat at home and your quarterback had the worst performance of the season there, and you know that he's improved throughout the last couple of months, I'm not that worried about it.
0: The other uh, thing I mean, that interests me is like this was an early game in the conference slate, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the first weekend of October. So it's been two months. It's not like we played them three weeks ago. Right. So I, I don't think the defense or the offense would be like, oh, this is the same Baylor team we played like it's been a while, which I think is a good thing, a real good thing. But you were saying like Spencer was 13 for 23, 182 yards, one TD and three picks, but he also ran for 76 yards. So, I mean, that is a positive for for us that, you you know, Spencer has been more active on the ground the last couple of games. So maybe he doesn't have to do so much. I mean, I'll
1: clarify, I mean, his worst game passing. Um, but also we've seen a very significant lack in production from Jalen Warren from that Baylor game to currently. He had 125 yards and two touchdowns in that Baylor game, and he was kind of the, one of the key cogs in the offense. Now, I mean, last week he had just 56 yards on 19 carries, so they could spread out the ball potentially, give it to Tay Martin, who had a good game against them, and six receptions, 110 yards. And I'm not worried about the defense at all. And Gary Bohannon is hurt at the moment, uncertain uh, to play because of a ham, uh, hamstring injury. So I don't know. Um, I haven't seen anything out of Baylor that he is or isn't playing. It, it's just unknown at the moment.
0: Well, the other thing with Warren is that was his most attempts on the year, was 36 attempts. And we won't see that. Well, we might see 20 out of him. I'm, I'm guessing that. Somewhere in the 17 20 range for him. And I think that's enough. And hopefully that's that is enough. But you know, the def their defense is good, it's rather good, but it's not incredible. And I think our offense has gotten a whole lot better since our, uh, October 2nd.
1: Yeah. I mean, after that Baylor game, they've kind of. Kind of limped, uh, only won twenty four to twenty seven against Texas Tech on a missed field goal, and then they only beat Kansas State twenty to ten. So they've been in pretty close. They had a really bad game against TCU. Um, yeah, they just they have a bunch of impressive wins at the beginning of the year. That Iowa State win looked really impressive. Um, BYU, that was a really really good win, but. I mean, since that Texas game, you have the OU win. But other than that, I mean, there, you have wins, but it's nothing really to write home about. And you know, I'll take a look at their backup stats. I mean, uh, I think his name is Sharpen. I mean, he two two touchdowns, uh, 39 of 58, 416 yards on the year um, against, against Tech, um, 20 of 34 two touchdowns, zero interceptions, one sack. And that Baylor offensive line, I mean, they, they've they been holding up. They've been holding up against Tech and Kansas State. But, again, this is a much different uh, defense than what he's seen. So mm-hmm. whether it's Bohannon or whether it's Sharpen, defense should be fine.
0: Yeah, and so I'm looking at the stats here. So on the year, Bohannon is averaging point. 4.4 yards uh, attempt uh, on the ground and against OSU, he did 1.7. And if it is uh shaping you or say his name, we know what this defense does to young inexperienced quarterback. Like if, if it comes out that shopping is the quarterback, you know, you, you take the points. The, the moment that news comes out because that line will probably jump by three.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I, i going to be honest. I think you take the points regardless um, whether or not it'll be a closer game if Bohannon plays, but I still think then it's a seven to ten point ball game if Bohannon plays based off what we've seen and based off how Oakland State has improved since that game.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, there it is. Ian on the hope train saying the Cowboys will actually cover. I think for the first been, time this year. I've been saying they're cover. I've been
1: the one saying that Oklahoma State has been they're they're 9-2 and 1 against the spread. They tied last week. So they haven't lost a cover until week 2. I think they said they would cover against Texas Tech. Uh I said they lost OU, granted, it was OU. I think I said they might've covered against West Virginia. I, I don't know. I feel like you're gi- You're giving me a lot less credit. <laughs> I know I've been pessimistic, but come on. I've said they've covered, I think I'm sure.
0: Well, I mean, there's been a couple of games where we both are like, "Oh, they're not going to cover that spread. I. E. Kansas at plus 33 or minus oh, 33, yeah. whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about this game. I, I hate the rematch. Um, uh, because you know it's hard to win twice uh you know in in but you know the two months off it's not like we just smoked Baylor two weeks ago or they were because that Baylor game was closer than it should have been Spencer through three picks you know it's not like they're still chomping a bit of oh we were so close right it's been two months they've played eight games since then So I don't know how to feel about this game. I think, well, I know we should win. I think we will win, but rematches are always hard. And that is not something that's built into football in general. In the NFL, you play the same team twice and very rarely in the playoffs. Uh, In college football, you rarely ever play the same team twice, ever. So... I worry about that, but I also know that Knowles is going to be like, hey, boys, this is this is a different team. That was two months ago. They played a lot of games. They played really well. And Baylor, for the most part, has played really well um, the last couple of months. So I don't know how to feel. I mean, this is the first game where I'm like not full speed ahead on the Hope rocket ship. <laughs> Again, Uh I've
1: never been full speed on the rocket ship, but I'm kind of like, okay, we're going. I'm I'm on a – I'm in a Hope car. (laughs) And I'm driving like 45 miles an hour. On the turnpike. (laughs) That's where – yeah, that's where I am right now. I mean, I'm confident they'll win. If they don't, it is what it is. I mean, obviously, you want to see them win. But the worst-case scenario for them is the Fiesta Bowl. So, I mean, again, you're you're just – they're going to have to, you know – get after it just go go, go all out cuz Oklahoma State held them to 280 yards and 55 of those yards was run one rushing play for a touchdown that was yeah. it and you also need to dominate the time of possession uh against Baylor in October uh they held the ball for 34 minutes Oklahoma State did compared to Baylor's 25 the the less you keep your defense on the field, I think the better it is for Oklahoma State. So,
0: so one of the weird things that worries me about this game is we have played a lot of night games, and we've played a lot of night games in a row in like three out of four or four out of five at night. And the 11 o'clock kickoff scares me just because it's out of the routine. These guys have gotten into a very good routine because the games have basically been the same time every day. And that, that, that worries me a lot. Uh, just because routine's important. But this is an old team. And the old team probably knows what to do. Especially on the defensive side of the ball.
1: I mean, it's not like they haven't played night games. Or 11 a.m. games all year, excuse me. They played Tulsa at 11. They played Texas at 11. I mean those are the
0: yeah, but Texas was lately too. Texas was in the middle of October. It's December.
1: Yeah, but they're
0: veteran enough
1: that it's gonna be fine. I I don't think that a lot of coaches worry about that. I know they've played night like a bunch of night games, but I don't think that matters. I mean Baylor, I mean you want to say they have an advantage. They played an 11 a.m. game last week
0: as I'm not saying it's an advantage for Baylor. I'm just saying it's it could be a disadvantage for Oklahoma State. And that is the one thing that worries me, just because like, we're coming off of this giant Bedlam win, right? All these seniors never... I mean, no one on that roster has beat Oklahoma, and now we're, we've got to wake up early and go beat Baylor to get in to potentially the CFP. And that is massive. I mean, this game is arguably bigger than Bedlam.
1: Oh, yeah, the stakes are much higher because um, you had already you already clinched a spot at that point. Uh, my point is, I mean, this has been scheduled for noon since September, so everybody knew going into this game. Yeah, this game's going to be at eleven. That honestly, that can't be an excuse because you've known about it. You've played eleven a.m. games before. I know the muscle memory might not be there, but when you have such a young, uh, such a veteran led team, you're going to be fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I really think so. And I hope so. But it is just one of those things that in the back of my mind is like, well, what about this? <laughs> you know, because like this is arguably the biggest game I have ever watched as an Oklahoma State fan. Yeah,
1: because uh, uh, there there is a lot at stake here. Uh, I think a win in either a you know Cincinnati, Alabama, or Michigan loss gets you into the playoff. So yeah, there is a lot at stake here. And for Baylor, I mean, I would say there's a lot at stake, but they dropped last week to ninth, and I don't know if there's which
0: I I was shocked by. I saw Baylor at nine. I thought they'd move up a spot, but. I mean, maybe with uh, the QB being out, they dropped them and
1: Old Miss is I I was kind of impressed with Old Miss beating Mississippi State. I didn't think that would happen. So I mean whatever. Um, I mean they already have two losses, so I don't think they'll get in the playoff if they win because they have two losses. Same with Alabama, a right. boring just a cataclysmic meltdown of everybody up top, where you would see like a Georgia, Iowa, Notre Dame, Baylor, with all those champions. If that even happens, I don't think it's going to happen, but imagine the chaos that would bring. That just seems super unlikely, and usually uh, the conference championship week is kind of chalk compared to, not saying that there isn't going to be an upset, I mean, they're very well could be, but a lot of time it's chalk.
0: It is. And um, you know, it in the last like 10 years, only like there's only been like three upsets or whatever, like some crazy stat like that. But I don't know, it's 2021, man. <laughs> and, like this entire year has been expect the unexpected. And uh I really hope I really hope by three o'clock Saturday. Roughly three o'clock Saturday central time, that no matter what, I am toasting Oklahoma State, the Big 12 champion. And after that, I I mean, yeah, if we get left out for some reason, if we are the Big 12 champion, I'm gonna be upset. But for the most part, if at three o'clock I get to raise a glass and say Oklahoma State Big 12 champion, I don't care. About anything else. I don't care where we get slotted. Anything. I will be so happy because I never thought in a million years when we started this podcast, especially after that Tulsa game, which we barely won and that Missouri state game and the Boise state mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. after all of all of it. If you had told me, if you had told me after Boise state, This team will be playing in the Big 12 championship game. And if at three o'clock Saturday I'm saying, here's to the Big 12 champions, Oklahoma State, I would have laughed at you. And I, I mean, I'm almost just giddy we're here. I mean, this is, this is amazing. Like, this is, this is why being a fan is important. You live through the downtimes, you live through the hard time, you live through the bad years, you live through Dax being <laughs> your quarterback. <laughs> you live. I mean, there's so many things that have led up to this moment. And now we're here and it is so satisfying as a fan. And, you know, I can see it in Gundy, the way he approaches it, the way he talks about things, even in his news conferences. Like, you know, people talk about him. You know, it's the first time since 2011 he was in the seventh year; then. he's in the 17th year now, and you can tell he he understands it more now than then. And I love it. I I, I love this team. I love the coaching staff. It is just awe-inspiring what they've done with a group of men who never should have been here in the first place. according to every every poll every pundit every quote-unquote expert they never should have been here and here we are and this 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 is a win no matter what happens on Saturday this team has won and those men can help hold their heads high no matter what happens on Saturday and I I'm thankful for it because it gives me a little self-pride going. That's my team.
1: I lost connection. Sorry. Um, am I still, I'm still here, right? Yeah. You're you're back
0: now. You're back. (laughs) Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you can say the same thing for Baylor as well. This is a win for them. They were projected to be eighth in the media poll. Nobody expected Baylor to be here at number 9 in the country, 10 and 2. I mean, I think for both teams, I think it is a win. I think absolutely it's a win, but I mean, now that you are here, I mean, you got to get the job done. You got to get the job done. And either way, it's been a heck of a season. It's been heck of a ride. This has been one of my favorite teams uh to watch ever. Um just the I mean, this this team has made me love the defensive side of the ball, straight up. This team, this team, excuse me, this team and last year's team, they both made me love the defensive side of the ball. And I mean, through that, that that's how that's how they are where they are today. Yeah. And it's a lot of that as a credit to Jim Knowles and uh, that staff and the way that Oklahoma State has changed their perspective. From you know they were they were like the air raid team right like all the Big Twelve is all they do is not not play defense all they do is score fifty. Well, Oklahoma State has changed that narrative for themselves. Um, they only allow sixteen point four points per game, two hundred and seventy six point three yards allowed. I mean, their defense has not given up uh, t- more than twenty four points this. And you're you're like oh wait oh you that was thirty three well those were not on the defense that was a safety and then a special team snafu so they still have only given up twenty four points to a single team and I it's been fun and the New Year Six Bowl hundred percent happening I put in my uh, I put in my going bowling uh, article this week look it's you it's either sugar which would be you win the Big 12 and you miss out. Orange or cotton, depending on what the playoff does, and then if you lose to Baylor, it's the Fiesta. All four of those games are super prestigious, so it's there's it's it's fine. Win or lose, I'm going to be okay, but obviously.
0: Do you have a, a player of the game or offense or defensive player of the game for this week?
1: I think it's going to be Malcolm again. I think it's absolutely going to be Malcolm again. Uh, I thought that he would win the defensive player of the year for the big 12. He He did not. I, I'm surprised. And I haven't checked the other guy's statistics. So maybe he had, maybe he had a better year who knows, but I thought for sure, Malcolm's going to win it. So I think that might motivate him. Uh, I think I think Devin Harper, I, I, those two linebackers, because Oklahoma State runs a 4 2 don't they? Yep. Where it's Ma- Malcolm and Devin. So, mm-hmm. I think those would be the two guys, like last, uh, last week. And it's their, be... it's
0: their last shot. I mean, they yeah. both are done after this year. They, they're running out of eligibility.
1: So Yep, I think it'll be those two. Those are my two yeah. players.
0: I, uh, I tend to agree um, with Malcolm. I think on the offensive side of the ball – I think Spencer has a bit of the monkey off his back, and I think he's going to play a really clean game, throw for about 270 and rush for about 80, mm. and just have just the thing we always talk about Spencer when he messes up. I think it's going to be one of those games where we don't really talk about him because he was just clean, did his job, put the ball where he needed to go, and that's it. And so I think he's going to be the offensive player of the game. Okay. Second runner-up, especially after that muff punt, Presley's going to want to redeem himself. And I think he breaks a long touchdown. I think 50 yards of Spencer's 280 is going to come to a slant across the middle to Presley that he breaks for a touchdown. Okay.
1: Okay. I kind of dig it. So what's your score prediction?
0: Oh man, I don't know. I, I keep going back and forth. I think this is going to be similar to the first go around. I think it's going to be 28, 14 ish, Oklahoma state. Cause this, this defense is too good. And they, they just, I've, I've started calling them in my head the bow constrictor Cause they just keep closing and closing unless you can step outside of it. You're eventually gonna get swallowed up. That's what happened to OU. Yeah, they allowed points early, but they swallowed. And we've talked about it before where they they seem a little shaky early, but they always just start to swallow. When they start playing patient and letting the secondary do their thing, and those the the defensive line, the linebackers pushing and pursuing, and it's just it's this slow relentless wave of pressure against the quarterback. And I believe they're going to do that again. And as long as they don't allow too many points early, they're they're not going to give up a ton of points to this Baylor team, which is not overly dynamic. I mean, it's nothing against Baylor. They're a really great team, but they're kind of like us. We don't put up a lot of points. They don't put up a lot of points in general.
1: Yeah, this feels very... Similar to uh, game uh, the game in October, uh, I'm thinking I'm, I'm thinking 31-21. Uh, I just I think that now that both offenses have film, uh, I think they'll use that to their advantage. So I'll, I'll go um, and I will
0: I will say my score prediction is saying a healthy Bohannon at quarterback for Baylor. Yeah, if it is the backup, uh, all bets are off. If it's the backup,
1: uh, I'll go uh, twenty-eight-seven. <laughs> if it's the if it's if it's Gary, I'll go uh, I'll go thirty-one-twenty. How about that?
0: Okay. Yeah, but I mean, again, like it's another hard part about this. It's like I'm trying to break down this game. And I'm like, well, who's the quarterback? And we see what Oklahoma State has done to quarterbacks making their second or third start who aren't five stars, i.e. Caleb Williams. And even though we held him to 51% passing and basically did nothing in the second half besides that big chunk run he did late in the fourth quarter, which was scary as all get out. But beyond that, we have crushed young quarterbacks. And I expect nothing less out of this Jim Knowles defense. Yeah, I, I think they'll be fine.
1: It, it's a game like any other game, and that's how you should treat it. I know it's the most important game, but if you are a if you're an Oklahoma State player, you just gonna be like, guys, this is just a game. Just play like a. <laughs> that's what a
0: game. scares me the most. <laughs> that's what scares me the most about all of this is I'm like, yeah, it's just another game, and it's arguably the biggest game in Oklahoma State history. And I'm like, yeah, we're good. We're we're like, and that's in, in the back of my brain. I'm like, that's why you're gonna lose. I'm like, shut up but you're going to lose because you're you're like super chill about this game and like go to hell little brain <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i and if they i think they would have lost already you know that's where i'm at if they again if they lose it's whatever i'm gonna be okay i think you're gonna be okay maybe um yeah that that that's honestly where i'm at it's
0: it, it feels like I mean, as a yeah. fan, yes, I want us to obviously win everything. Mm-hmm. And I think we have a chance to win literally everything this year. A Legitimate chance. Vegas has us at 12 to 1 odds to win the Natty. That's a legitimate title shot at those odds at this time of year. And if we lose, it'll suck. It'll hurt. But it kind of feels like we're playing with house money right now. We're beyond where we ever thought we would be starting the season. Where these players, I don't know, I don't know where these players thought they would be. I mean, knowing Gundy, he's like, "Look, we, this is our goal. We're going to achieve it." I feel like they've achieved it, and I feel like even more so than winning Bedlam, these play these players are going to be playing free because they know no matter what they've won, and that's why that that would be my message. You know, as a former basketball coach you know in high school uh i you know there, there's definitely games where i was like look girls you've already won go out and play like it and i feel like that's the message that these kids are gonna hear actually they're not even kids at this point they're grown yeah, men they're, they're 23 grown, man. 24 years old <laughs> they're older than you are <laughs>
1: some of them some of them are around my age it's, it is what it is um yeah i'm looking at the odds now georgia is a minus two 25 favorite to win the natty and george is still there so yeah i still think george is going to win the natty uh and uh, alabama has the second best odds at
0: 650 yeah Hmm. i i I think i think oklahoma state to start the year was 100 to 1 and now i really wish i put money on him because i thought about it Yeah,
1: yeah i mean it i think making playoff odds i don't know what those were That would have been something to take a look at. I Those natty odd things, like you got to strike them early. And, yeah. So,
0: Oh, boy. Can't believe it's here. I can't believe football season's almost over. Uh, And, you know, we're going to get to basketball season soon. And, like, once football season's over, or actually once this game is over, because we're going to have a long layoff, we're going to get really into basketball and everything else, wrestling, all of that stuff. But man, we're here. It's 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 a place we never thought we would be, and I am so excited about it. Like I don't know, I, I may be in the stadium, I may not be in the stadium, but uh, I'm going to be in Dallas regardless. And wherever I'm watching that game from, it's going to be a great time, no matter what, win or lose. I'm stoked we're here, and we should win. We should. We should we should win by a good amount. And I'm just I'm just stoked to be here. <laughs> I mean the hope rocket ship is going full steam. <laughs> We're gonna hit the CFP. We're yeah. going the natty knock game.
1: Knock on wood, knock we'll on lose wood. Lose to Georgia knock by 20, wood. but I don't care. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> I don't even want to get there yet. Just focusing on this game.
0: Yeah, it's it's gonna be, I mean it's a good it's gonna be a good game. Well, he, here's what I'm gonna say. I think it's gonna be a good competitive game, yeah. but I really hope it's not. I, I really hope this game is over by halftime and I don't have to worry about it, and I can just be happy. That's all I want.
1: Because that'll um I mean that'll help with odds. I mean, like for Getting up higher and potentially jumping uh, Cincinnati. So, I mean, yeah. obviously, you, you probably want to blow out just to make it. But I really, really think um, if Cincy has a bad game, well, then they will jump Cincinnati. You know? Well, and
0: like I said, like the thing is, you don't have to. You don't have to save players. You don't want to hurt yeah. them, obviously, yeah. but you don't have to save them, right? Like it's going to be a month, which I think. May or may not. Well, it's always hurt Oakland State in the past, but may, yeah. maybe not with this kind of offense and especially yeah. this defense. But we, you don't have to save them. You can push them. Obviously, if you're up a lot, you're going to pull them so you don't hurt them. But, I mean, you don't have to worry about, oh, there's another game next week because there's not. There's not yeah. a game for a month.
1: I I Yeah, you have until New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. To get ready and that works for me
0: agreed agreed is there anything else you want to hit before we close out the show mr ian
1: Nah, there is not just gonna roll on into saturday with uh i don't, I don't even know
0: just we'll see <laughs> we will see so Cowboys and Cowgirls, uh, happy holidays, and we will see you on Monday, hopefully after a Oklahoma State win.